everybody. Welcome to Pushing Buttons. It's the Geek Freaks podcast show where we talk about video games and everything adjacent to video games. And sometimes I talk very quickly. My name is Kevin. And I'm Frank. <laughs> Kyle is once again not with us today. Um, he should hopefully be back on an episode here pretty soon. Um, cool. Yeah, we'll keep you guys informed of that and look forward to hearing from him again. But since I've got Frank here again today... I, this is a topic I think we've talked about on Pushing Buttons Classic that I, I'm really happy to bring back because there have been more games that I've added to this list, and I'm really curious what Frank's going to add to this uh, this discussion. We are talking mm-hmm. about games that are based on other franchises that are that started in movies and books, TV shows, comics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, before we get to that, though, what have you been up to playing video games the last couple of weeks there, Frank? I have beaten Hades, guys. Oh, I killed Hades. Yes. How'd that feel? That that glorious night when I was like, I'm getting a lot of Aphrodite buffs. Now, hold on. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, wait. Flurry buff for my bow? Oh, snap. This is the night. Sure enough. I killed Hades. Um, it felt great. Heck Talking yeah. to Persephone. Uh, and then, of course, there's a the thing like, okay, do it again. I'm like, my soul needs to recharge before I go again. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it takes so much to get him down. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, that game is a blast. It's such, it's definitely one of those games that like I'm gonna beat it again. I'm definitely gonna play it again. I'm just gonna take a break for a bit. Yeah. Um, I the game I just downloaded last night that I will be playing, uh, today possibly streaming tomorrow is I think it's called Skateboarding Birds or something like that. Skateboard. Skateboards. I literally Skateboard. just installed that myself this morning. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the mood for some Tony Hawk, but I'm like, but I kind of don't want a heavy game because I mean my brain is focused on New World. I'm looking at factions now and what I'm going to be playing and all this stuff like that. So that's where my brain's at. I need the fillers and Skatebird. I mean, that sounds like a filler game. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm sure you? a couple of weeks from now, we'll talk about uh, all of our plans to dominate the world of uh, yeah. New World. But uh, Or we'll be addicted to Skatebirds. We don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> my, uh, on Hades, though, how many hours have you put in that game? Or how many hours did you put into the game before you beat it? Good question. I would probably say like 15 to 20. Okay. Okay, cool. Because I've got a good 20. I've got 24 hours in the game. I've never beat it, but I played it for like 12 or 13 hours in early access. And then I restarted and played for another 12 hours. And I just haven't played it again since October of last year. Um, I think so much fantastic. of that game is about RNG, as you know, from roguelikes, yeah. where it's like, this just happens to be the right build. And so it's a, it's funny. Again, this is my first rogue. Like, it's funny how like the mindset changes when you start to realize that you're kind of getting just the right kind of things put in place that you're like, oh, this is the run. Okay, so now focus, pay attention, don't take damage. Like you go from like, I'm just here to farm shadow into or darkness into like, okay, watch what you're doing. He cannot <laughs> die to these theses. I hate that guy. He like yeah. he just is really great at taking one life and being annoying. So Cleared him comfortably. I was like, oh, yeah, Hades, you're going down. This is perfect. Yeah, that boss is always the, the end runner for me. It's like the, the, the threshold for a good run is whether or not you can yeah. beat him without wasting one of, your, one of your lives. This episode is brought to you by NinjaBuzz. NinjaBuzz is a marketplace which makes it easier to connect the right advertiser with the right podcast. They're the Airbnb of advertisers and podcasters. They match companies and podcasters based off of shared interest. That way, the advertiser is reaching an audience interested in their products. The podcasters are talking about a topic they care about, and the listeners are hearing ads tailored to them. We have many podcasters that listen to Geek Freaks, and we want to invite you all 
to check out Ninja Buzz. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us. We'll also have a link to Ninja Buzz in the description. So I finally started playing the Life is Strange series again. Oh, good. Back yeah. years ago when it was only the first one that was out, I played the first two episodes of the first game and they were good, but I never got back into it after the third episode came back. That's my problem with episodic games is it's hard to get yeah. back in the mindset that you were in when the new episode comes out. So I played through all of Life is Strange and then the prequel before the storm. And I got to say, the first Life is Strange game, such a good game. I think we could do a level up on that. And okay. especially if you play, because it's not much of a time commitment. It's like 15 hours for the whole thing. Not bad. It's, it's such a good game. It's not hard because there's no like fail states in the game. For the most part, everything that you can do, right. you can rewind time if you screw up. So it's, it's more of a story experience game, kind of like a telltale game. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, I kind of I was kind of hoping that it would just become like a thing on Netflix so that I could just watch it because the story seems great but I have a hard time staying fo like 12 minutes is a good example. I'm have a hard time staying focused on a game like that sometimes. But man, uh True Colors, which is a sequel that just came out, has me very intrigued. So it would be good to kind of get this one in first. So the weird thing about that is True Colors is made by Deck 9. Deck Nine did okay. not make the original Life is Strange. They made the prequel before the storm. Um, don't Nod. Don't Nod Entertainment made the first one. They made the second one. And now they just came out with, I think last year, Tell Me Why, which is on Game Pass. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, they just lost the, the licensing to it, to their own thing that they made or what the deal, if they sold it or what the deal is. Kojima's but... familiar with that problem. Yeah, it's just something <laughs> that could happen. Right. <laughs> So I'm going to be playing both series going forward, but I've heard really good things about the new uh, Strange Colors, Life is Strange. Tell me why it looks good, too, actually, now that you bring that up. That's another one that I kind of... I just need to get into that genre. Medium was was kind of supposed to be my first foyer into that, uh, but that game was so terrible that <laughs> I don't think... I hope that that's not <laughs> indicative of how I like those games. We'll still have to see. I'll try it out. Yeah, um, that's basically all I've been up to, so okay. let's okay. dig into this. All right. So I'm going to get an easy one right off the right off the bat, because everybody here knows that I'm a sci fi nerd. Uh, Trek freaks. Okay. Uh, highly recommend listening to that if you don't already. Check it out. Um, I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm also a Star Wars fan. And yeah. we've talked a lot in the past about uh, the Force Unleashed pretty recently on the last Pushing Buttons episode. I think we talked about that a bit. Um, I've also yeah. gushed on ad nauseum about Star Wars Galaxies. So I want to talk about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That is probably Great. my second or third favorite Star Wars game of all time. Yeah, it's not necessarily based on any of the movies that currently exist, but I think there are going to be movies or TV shows or something somewhat based on this non-canon Knights of the Old Republic series. Such a good game. Um, we did a level up on this, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah, it was an excellent level up. Yeah. And um, I think we'll have to do a sequel level up to that once the remake is done. Ooh. Which I, we have I didn't some even time. think that's, about that's, that. They just showed a little bit. It'll be probably a year or so at least before that's even a thing. But I, thought, I think they yeah. said 2023. I could be wrong. But. It's not soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
but Knights Let's of the Old Republic. Let's bring back that crutch culture, guys. Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, not. Just joking, just joking. <laughs> yeah, not the joke. Knights of the Old Republic was such a groundbreaking Star Wars game because there wasn't something that was so in depth with the storytelling as much as the Star Wars games that came before that. And the mo- the more popular Star Wars games before that were the, like the X Wing and Tie Fighter games, which are fun, but they're more like yeah. space sim. Then you've got the the Jedi Knight uh, series, which is a first person shooter, also really good, but kind of little la- lacks on the storytelling. I think Knights of the Old Republic is the perfect video game for Star Wars storytelling. If you're looking for an adventure in of, the Star Wars yeah. universe. One of the very few games where I would argue that the game's story might be better than the actual franchise it's based off of. I think um, you're right. You're going to compare it to. Yeah. It's self-contained enough. It doesn't lean on having a sequel. I mean, it does, but it doesn't need it. Um, it's, it's just such a great story. It has such an amazing turn that everybody knows about in the third act. Um, yeah, that, that, that might be better than a, than a couple Star Wars movies, at least. Yeah. Uh, good six of them. <laughs> I, I, I know. I kind of don't want to like throw it under the bus, but yeah, there's, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do a whole Star Wars uh uh episode of Geek Freaks or like top five, something like that. Yeah. I'd love to get that done sometime. Um I could gush Speaking about Star of top Wars. Fives, we talk if you those of you guys who listen to Geek Freaks News, we mentioned it. Well, I'll mention it here too, so it's just you know brought up again. In November, we're gonna be celebrating 25 years of Pokemon. We're gonna be doing multiple top fives uh throughout the week or throughout the month. It'll just be like bonus that'll get thrown out. And we're gonna be doing giveaways. Uh, of some Pokemon merch. Likely, we're going to be giving away Pokemon Oreos. So you're going to be getting your Oreo on uh, through us. So that'll be throughout November. <laughs> that was mid-drink for you. That was <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> Let's stay expecting. in the Pokemon universe. Or, I'm sorry, the Pokemon. See, I'm stuck now. The Star Wars universe, too, because I've got a couple here. Um, I only wanted to pick one Lego game. So I was like, okay, which is the best Lego game? Because I think all the Lego games are a degree of good. Um, the Star Wars Lego game is great, though. And because there's so much to Star Wars, there's so much you can unlock in a Star Wars Lego game. That's a lot of fun. And then just there's that like subtle humor that's in a Star Wars. And for some, like the original franchise, it was less subtle. And then like the you know prequels, very subtle. But Lego does such a great job with subtle humor, especially in the early days without any um, audio. Uh, so I think that they really kind of married well together. And then, of course, we have like Skywalker Saga coming up, which I will be owning. And it goes over essentially everything that we know to date of, of the movies. So they just keep printing money with this franchise. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with them helping, helping with that, you know? Um, yeah. So Star Wars Legos for me. Did you have a chance to play any of those? I've played all the Lego Star Wars. I have a Lego game on my list, too, but it's not a Star Wars one. We'll get to that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, I have played most of the lego games and i'm also very much looking forward to this the skywalker saga yeah that'll be good um okay let's go to another star wars game that i've got on my list let me cross these out so i don't get them confused um star wars episode three on the ps2 and the game boy advance so what's important about this is first off that game was just a blast to play you go through the adventures of, of episode three revenge of the sith one of my favorite star wars movies it might be one or two on my list um it's a blast, had a great finale. But in the Star Wars uh, game, it was when they've implemented that AI that we talked about before, where they try to save themselves when they get pushed off. And 
it just felt like the next step in gaming. And to think that it was a game that was just like built to be a tie into a movie is kind of mind blowing, really, because these are generally kind of cheap and thrown out fast. But this thing was like, man, they actually put in some like solid AI on this thing. There were some really great set pieces, some parts of the movie you didn't actually see. Uh, it was really cool for that. And what's what's really fun is I played both versions of this on the PS2. It was really fantastic, and that's where they put that AI on. On the Game Boy Advance, and it was on the DS as well, a completely different game. It was a side-scroller that had like a, a different kind of combat. It was all different, but the pixel art on that game was so awesome. And you're fighting like in Coruscant, this bright, beautiful city, and you have like your Obi-Wan, and you're like going in, slash, come back. And then it was just a really great combat system and really fine uh, Star Wars art that I think we should bring back into another form. It would be a great app today or something like that, or on the Switch. I had to literally just type myself a note to play episode three on the Game Boy Advance. You just sold me on it right there. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I, I did play the the PlayStation 2 version of that. It was a good game. And like you're saying, most people are expecting just a, a licensed movie game just to be a, a, as bare bones as possible, just getting through the right. story. But this game actually had, like you were saying, mechanics that were built specifically for the game that were used in star wars games later on like the force unleashed it was was, i don't i don't want to say it was a groundbreaking game but in the context of licensed movie games i think it was it it might be another one on my list was also kind of in that area where it's like this thing launched other franchises just like i think that we talked about it last week that or whenever that game launched force unleashed in a lot of ways a future game i talk about launched like a whole another franchise that i love so it's just you know, it's amazing what, what the right team can do, even under time-sensitive time uh, material like a movie's coming out, what they can do is something like that. They find that spark and really carry it, you know? Something I didn't think of is, now that you bring that up, how many games we both have on our lists, because we didn't compare lists before we started Not talking about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least so we... something comes up that the other one has, just like, oh, by the way, I'm in on that, or something like that. We'll just <laughs> jump in on each other's list, it's fine. Exactly. Um... <laughs> Uh, on the, the topic of Lego games, I hinted that I had one on my list, or I, I didn't yeah. hint, I full, full on said that I had one on my list. Um, <laughs> I picked Lego Marvel Super Heroes, because that, oh, f- wow. okay. that was the first uh, Lego game outside of the Star Wars ones that I wanted to complete. And I believe I got 100% of the achievements on Steam on the first Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Wow. And just like with Star Wars, there is so much going on with the with the lore there's so many years of so many decades of comic books that have come out and they can throw in easter eggs and like other costumes mm-hmm. and stuff that it's just it, it just made the perfect lego game all the collectibles all the achievements all the the hidden everything it didn't matter what the story was even though the story was pretty good for its own self-contained game because i don't think the story was directly based on any comic or any movie that had happened it was just its own contained story which is unique for a lego game too um it it actually wanted me it it actually made me want to get into marvel and that was i think playing that game is what uh prompted me doing the uh what did we call it the kevin's marvelous adventures during the pushing buttons classic it was a really fun part of pushing buttons classic (laughs) i enjoyed it a lot yeah yeah, it made me want to actually go through and watch all of the Marvel movies. And, and now I'm an MCU fanboy, just like everybody else on this planet because of that Welcome game. Welcome to the cult. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because like, like, what got you into Marvel? Nobody's going to say like the Lego game. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
those Lego games are well made all around. Uh, one of them that I didn't put on my list because I was like, okay, I won't try to do only one is the Lord of the Rings Lego games. Um, also, just like again, it's all about that roster and having unique characters with unique abilities. Which that Marvel game seems like it's tailor made for that. You know, you have the Iron Man that does Iron Man things and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of humor in them too, and um, yeah, most of the humor in the Lego Marvel games is through the lens of Deadpool, which is perfect because Deadpool oh, is yeah. already very fourth wall breaking <laughs> and just perfect for a video game. The Deadpool video game would have been a good choice for this list too, but I never played it. Same, yeah. There's a couple of them that I know are good. I just haven't played them yet. Yeah, but I hit that Deadpool. That Deadpool video game on its own has pretty good hand in launching the movie from what i understanding like it just sparked a new fandom at the right time to make it to where like okay ryan reynolds do your thing you know? yeah do you have any uh other marvel games that you would want to talk about right now any good marvel games that have come out i do i have one which i forgot that is a marvel game the incredible hulk from based off the 2000 i think four movie or whatever the really bad one but the video game for it is outstanding it's basically just like, hey, Hulk, here's a city. Have fun with it. And you're fighting things, I guess. I don't even remember that part. I just remember <laughs> smashing and jumping between buildings. And you're just on a rampage. Oh, it's like the Rampage games, actually. Um, you but you're Hulk. And uh, giving you that kind of freedom is something that I just, I just love in games. When they give you that open world, just kind of like have fun in your own world and figure it out. And you're Hulk, so you're just super powered. You could jump crazy. You could climb buildings and you could just wreck cars. Um, and it was a lot of fun to just, just freeing and stuff like that. And it was based off of a terrible, terrible movie, but that was a classic. That was really good. And that one was based on the, the 2000, I think 2004 sounds about right. That one was based on that yeah. movie. Okay. It was based off that one. Yeah. Okay. And for some reason it came out on the 360 and for some reason, there's a lot of other fans of four too. It just took off. It, the game itself took off. It was far more successful than the movie itself. There was a Wolverine video game that came out. I think it was a yeah. tie-in to the first uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine movie that came out. That yeah. was a really fun game, too. I think it was on the 360, I want to say. I think so, too, yeah. And I, I think Kyle watched me play that. Mm -hmm. um, it w wasn't something that he wanted to play, but it was during my Gamefly days. <laughs> Shout oh, out to renting video games. Gamefly. Another topic for another, <laughs> another <laughs> yeah, there time? There you go. I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was also a really fun game. Uh, more yeah. fun than it had any right to be as just a movie license game. I remember playing a bit of that because I think I did the rental on that one too. I think I did it like go to Blockbuster rental. I remember very well the opening of it where you're kind of like learning your abilities and stuff like that. I don't remember how much more of it went, but... Yeah, I don't remember um, much about it either. Yeah, those are good days. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to do one here. I got Simpsons Hit and Run, Ooh. which is such an amazing game, far better than it deserves to be. If they, I don't know how they pitched it. They must have been like, hey, what if we did Grand Theft Auto in Springfield? It feels like that, but it's, it's got that Simpsons humor that can only be captured by Simpsons writers. Like, it's, it's really pretty well done. There is a whole community of modders that are trying to make an HD version of this game just because people really fell in love with it. And watching their progress is, is you know, inspiring. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to play that again. Um, it was a lot of fun. There was Easter eggs galore. So many Easter eggs. And there have been other Simpsons games that are actually pretty good. There's a wrestling Simpsons game that I loved a lot, which the trick was just to beat Ned Flanders because then you could pray for God to smite your opponent and just run around <laughs> the arena doing that. And I did. I totally, you know, when you're playing against your brothers, you cheat if you can cheat. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. 
you know? And so, yeah, so, but Simpsons Hit and Run, I think, was the best of the Simpsons games. Did you have a chance to play it? I, I did. I do remember playing it. I don't remember liking it, but I don't remember disliking it either. I just don't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of how a game like that would go now if they were to not like make an HD remaster of it, but get Rockstar and, you know, the Simpsons team together. I know we've done a bunch of uh, talking about Rockstar games in the past, but I think if they had a, a comedy license behind them like The Simpsons, I think I'd get into that. I would buy the freaking collector's edition. $250 <laughs> comes with a small purple car that Homer drives so much. Oh, man. That'd be that would so cool. Come with like a, a little collectible Mr. Plow something oh, <laughs> it would have to have Hannah, some like don't call. do this to me it doesn't exist and i want it now <laughs> you're killing me man you're killing me <laughs> oh. oh man yeah i did play that game it was I, I, like i said i don't remember much of it but it was a grand theft auto clone for the at the yeah. time it had a little bit of like crazy taxi in there too if i remember correctly um it was good on the topic of gta clones uh scarface the world is yours did you ever play that I did not. Is that is that like GTA? That sounds good. Yeah, it's it's kind of like GTA. It's kind of like uh, the Godfather games. It's uh, which I guess I could have said the Godfather as well. It would have fit. But I remember playing the Scarface game and somehow liking it, even though I remember reading very, very negative reviews on it at the time. Yeah. It was kind of open. It was definitely open world, uh, kind of like a. I think it was a lot more like San Andreas, where you're taking over parts of the of the map makes sense and trying to expand yeah trying to expand your empire and there were a lot of uh like scenes that were from god maybe i'm confusing this with the godfather because i think the godfather did this too where they took like scenes from the movie but you're playing as a different character in the background whereas in the scarface game you're actually tony montana but it wasn't like i don't know they took a lot of uh freedoms a lot of uh narrative freedoms i guess with the the story of the game i want to play the godfather game again i am i just making this up <laughs> i think i might well, I think be making you should, something up. i think you should play it and stream it so i could watch you play it because i love both godfather <laughs> and scarface and i just don't have the time to play them but i would watch somebody play them so you should do that that would be a good idea <laughs> i'll i'll, I'll oh. think about that and there's I, a lot of there's a lot of godfather or, um, scarface scenes and i'm like there's no way he's yelling while super high on coke in the middle of a, a restaurant. <laughs> but that would be cool a level to try to get past. At some time, we should do a, a top five gangster movies. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I'm so, oh man, I'm so on board. There's a lot that I haven't seen yet that I know are good, like uh, Goodfellas and stuff like that, that I know are good. I just haven't gotten to them yet. You haven't seen Goodfellas. I know, I know, I know. I, I just saw my own face. <laughs> I was yeah, looking at my own face on Discord there. What? I know. <laughs> oh. And I've seen Godfather countless times, one and two, and sometimes three, but mostly yeah. one and two, that uh, you think I was just like, hey, maybe this time I'll watch Goodfellas. <laughs> and the time that it takes you to get through part two of The Godfather, you could watch the Goodfellas. You could watch Goodfellas like two or three times. All right. And I love Scorsese, Departed. Anyways, we don't need to get into all that yet. That's for <laughs> another topic for another day. There you go. Um, all right, let's go with my next one here. I have like a whole franchise that I'll get to in a moment, but. Yeah, let's go with uh, Disney Alad Disney's Aladdin on Sega Genesis. I think it was also for the Super Nintendo, but I played it on the Sega. I'll take that off my um, list. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it also kind of came out 
nearly the same time as, as a uh, Lion King game, which was also very good. But this, the Aladdin, what I particularly liked, uh, they did a really good job with the color scheme on it. You know, the, the, the sprites were really solid. Uh, it was like A-A-B-B-C-C, I think, whatever, to skip levels so you can kind of go to whatever level you wanted to go and try that, that freaking carpet level where you're trying to escape the cave and narrowly, <laughs> yeah, there's lava and, you know, whatever, stagmites or whatever they're called. I forget what it's called. I'm not a geologist. Um, getting through that thing is pretty nuts. That was a really fun game. Those those old Disney games were a blast, but they were they were difficult as hell. Like The Lion King specifically, it's a quick side story I'm sure we talked about. Um, the runtime or the playtime for Lion King was too small, so they ramped up the difficulty on one of the levels, the one where you have to jump on the, it's the I want to be a king game and you're jumping on the heads. They specifically made that so hard to beat so that they could extend the playtime of the entire game, which is some shady shit, but they did it. <laughs> you know. Those uh, games were recently made available on PC through good old games, I think, within the last five, six years or something like yeah. that. Yeah. They also put them back on the Switch with like an HD treatment. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know if I'd like the HD treatment, honestly. They but- added some like extra level. I don't know if the extra levels are like extended levels or something like that, too. Okay. Is Yeah. But but what's nice is it has that thing where you can like press a button and it switches back and forth to which version. Oh, okay. I, I always love those because then like- I just press that button the entire time while I'm playing. Diablo 2 is doing the same thing. I uh, I like it when they do that kind of stuff. <sighs> Diablo 2. I don't Are you getting that? Uh, no. I want to. I want to play Diablo 2, but I'm not I'm not going to give them my money. I'm in the same boat, man. It's killing me. It's like you guys suck. <laughs> Just, yeah. Anyways, that's another topic again, but um, <laughs> uh there's a lot of a lot of topics coming out of this episode. <laughs> Most of my memories from Aladdin, I also played on the the, the Genesis. For some reason, there's some contentious uh, conversations out there between the Genesis and the SNES version, which one's better. But there was the SNES version, and then there was the good one, the Genesis one. So exactly, <laughs> there's, yeah, there is there, no there's no comedy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, my my best memory of that game is listening to the music of it. The, just the chip yes. tunes version of the Aladdin soundtrack so freaking good i love the sega genesis soundboard the sound chip yeah so any almost any sega genesis game had killer music and when vector it was man guys listen to vector man from sega oh, genesis dude that game so was, good that game was sick too that looked yeah. cool at the time yeah. too i just said sick oh, that took man. me back <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah i remember aladdin being pretty hard i don't think i ever beat it without using cheat codes as a kid right. and Lion King, I don't think I ever actually played that one, but I definitely played the shit out of Aladdin. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same kind of premises, definitely the same team, right? But it's just very hard. That, that, if you can get past the I want to be a king part, the game gets far easier after that level, but it is still just really tricky. There is one part in particular where you're running from the wildebeest and it's in 3D, like you're actually like trying to go back and forth between the wildebeest. And yeah, for a 12 year old me, I was like, my mind was blown. Like games could be 3D like this, like it's so crazy. But yeah, it was really awesome. Well, if we want to talk about an awesome 3D game, an early 3D game, I want to bring up GoldenEye 007. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that one was that off my list. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out of any of them, those two would be the ones that were on both of our lists. Yeah. But man, that game was so good. That game, I had never seen a 007 movie before I played that game. That game got me into James Bond. Yeah. And and because of that, I, the GoldenEye movie is great. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is my favorite 007, my favorite James Bond, because 
of GoldenEye 007 on the N64. Yeah. Um, that game is perfect. It's the it's probably the best game the N64 has on like, hey, I'm gonna go to my friend's house. You know? Yeah. I think it was the best at that. Uh it was a good inspiration to get into 007. I pre- I prefer Nightfire, which was a game that came out on the GameCube. If you're talking okay. about Nintendo Life. Um, but man, the unlockable characters in that thing. Like it was just so cool and like, oh man, I got you know, this guy. Pussy Galore was in the game. I don't know if you remember Pussy Galore. She's from an early movie, but as a budding young uh, kid, adult, <laughs> you know, I was like, I have to unlock that character. And then I realized, like, oh, okay, it's just a character's name. But um, yeah, that game was a blast, man. That was good. And then there was like, I think there was cheat codes too for it. Yeah, the fact that you can just talk about in casual conversation, yeah, my brother always picked Odd Job. We everybody yeah. knows what you're talking about when you say that because of that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like the, the ultimate cheat code wasn't even a cheat code. It was just a short character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was oh, the first yeah. game that I played with. Uh, like it had DK mode. So like a big head mode long and long arms. We usually right. did slappers only whenever we were doing DK mode. So it was just walking around. <laughs> yeah. Pretty I think funny. we played where you could only do pistols if I remember correctly. I just I don't remember the settings. I just remember going around from the folders and like clicking things. That's such a cool UI, right? Yeah, yeah. I just remember that. Like and like when you're a kid, you like this, this, this. That you were super fast around them. But I just remember the folders. Man, on like a four people playing on one 13 inch TV, everybody's got their corner. <laughs> yep. Kids nowadays are so freaking spoiled with their online gaming and oh, on fifty two inches or whatever. And we're sitting there just like, this is my corner. Don't look at my. I saw you look at my corner. Right. <laughs> you, know? you know, there's a whole game called. Uh screen cheat i want to say it's a co-op it's a multiplayer first person shooter inspired by games like goldeneye where you get you can play remotely online with people but you see everybody's screen but you don't see them in the game so you have to look at their screen to see where they're standing to be able to shoot them oh my god it's it's such a unique twist on that game and every time i talk about goldeneye I think about. I think it's called Screen Cheat. I'm gonna look screen it up. Screen Cheat. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, it came out a few years ago, and it didn't really like it got a lot of traction right up, right out of the gate, but it didn't really stay in the the public eye very long. What a fun concept. Right. Yeah. I wish. I was gonna say I wish more games would take uh chances like that on games like that, but it didn't. I just got done saying it didn't do very well, so no they wonder. They did take a chance, Kevin. It didn't work out well for those poor guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're enjoying their new jobs at Ubisoft or whatever. But. Oh, shit. Don't make me cry. <laughs> you didn't buy the game back then. You didn't support them. So now they had to go to Ubisoft. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to I've just got a franchise of games. Apparently, now that I'm looking at it, all the Lord of the Rings games. But um, I didn't have it on my list at first, but I'm going to put Shadow of War, which is one of my actually all time favorite games. I think it was it's a perfect response to Shadow of Mordor. It's a sequel that actually took the best parts of the first game, made it better. I've talked about it 400 times on this podcast, so you guys know about it. Um, So let's bring up Battle for Middle-Earth. Did you try that game out? Battle for... That was the RTS, right? Yes, it is. And it had a sequel. Yep. Yep. And an expansion to the sequel. I don't know if I played it with the expansion, but I definitely played both of the, the core games. Yeah, the fantastic game. It really kind of extended out some of the small scenes that you'd see in the movie, so... Um, when like the Sothron guys are attacking, you know, it's, it's actually breaking down like, oh, big elephants and stuff like that. You get to fight them. Uh, you had hero characters that were really awesome because of course, Legolas or, or even like if they were outside of the particular movies, 
you felt you start to learn about new her- heroes that are actually established through like the Cimmerillion and stuff. Um, really, really, really cool game. And it's like, yeah, why did people think about the Lord of the Rings as an RTS a long time ago when RTSs were big? Uh, but luckily, we got it here. Um, I think I played it on the Xbox and on PC, if I remember correctly. Do you remember what you played it on? Definitely PC. Um, yeah. I, I think I want to say that it was somebody looked at the Battle of Helm's Deep from the second movie. And it's like, this looks like a, an RTS. And they made yeah. an RTS out of it. I think that's where that probably came from. That scene, that battle is one of the best things in, in movie history. Like, the, in battle-wise and stuff like that, like, it's so perfect. Um, and that's why the other game on my list is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, the tie-in video game for it. Majority of the game takes place on or during the Battle of Helm's Deep, and there are moments within the battle that are so iconic. I remember very vividly, like, hey, go get with the uh, uh, elves or start to, we're going to break it through the wall. And there's that part where they break through the wall, and then you just see, like, Aragorn raise his sword and charge with all the elves behind him. You're in that part as Aragorn in the game, and it feels so epic. And there's the rain in the game. You're just like, this is our one chance to push them back. You know how the story goes. You watch the movie. But you actually felt like, I have to do what I can to try to push them back off this. Man, I need to watch Lord of the Rings again. I keep saying that. <laughs> I've been saying but, that uh, for a while now, too. And I, I, yeah. Yeah. Future sleeps, like that's a, what I'm thinking. <laughs> we should just have like a watch-along party. I, that's a great idea, because I've been itching to watch them again and talking about it every time. Especially that Helm's Deep battle was just so perfect. But the game was really good. And, and a lot like the Star Wars game, where it just kind of stood on its own. And I think led to Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, because a lot of the mechanics are there. So a lot of the, the base mechanics. Let's see. Any other Lord of the Rings games you want to bring up over here? The Lego one was good, too. <laughs> there you go. That's about <laughs> nice. it. Um, shoot, I just realized I've got a couple of games left on my list, and I, I missed out on the perfect segue for both of them because we've talked about Marvel, and I wanted to bring up uh, Spider-Man for the PS4. Okay. Yeah, that's, to... I didn't think about that. Damn, that's a good game. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I just... My eyes scrolled right past it on my list. It was, it, you can't gloss over that game. It's such a good no, game. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than that is it's not even on my list for some reason. <laughs> Do you have yeah. any Spider-Man games on your list? Like specifically Spider-Man. I don't. And that's crazy because, well, I think it was because it was like, it's now based off a movie. That's what threw me off. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's a great game, man. Go into it, man. Yeah, so, so Spider-Man just, it was the first superhero game that you really Feel in a long time that it makes you really, really feel like the superhero that it's based on. Yeah. At the first time that you're just available to, you have the whole open world city just available to you, and you just let out that first swing, and from there you're hooked. There's there's no greater feeling in a superhero game than just either flying or whatever the power is for traversal, and that game nailed that system so well. To the point where that's just I didn't fast travel in that game. You don't Not fast travel. Once. Yeah, nope. because it's just so fun. Uh, it it's my first uh, the first time since I was a kid that I had seen most of the the villains in Spider-Man. I'm not big on like I hadn't been big on Marvel till just a few years ago or a few years before that right. game came out. So I didn't know most of the Spider-Man stuff. I've seen the, all the old Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire. I don't, don't want to say old, but old by today's standards. Right. Um, the Tobey Maguire ones, the Andrew Garfield ones. I've seen those, but they didn't really stick in my brain very much. Um, this game made me want to... Well, no, 
it, it made me just that much more interested in Spider-Man as a character. It made me love the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies that much more. Maybe I should go back. Should I go back, you think, Frank, and watch at least the, the original to- Tobey Maguire ones? I'm going to do a sloop for each one of these movies in lead up to the new movie. Okay. Because I haven't seen the, Tom, the Tom, Tobey Maguire ones in a long time, but I did love those as a kid. Even number three, which everybody hated. And I've never seen the Andrew Garfield ones because I was like, I was pissed that they left. I was pissed that they left because Spider-Man 3 was quote-unquote bad. I was like, expand on Spider-Man 3. You have Venom. You just introduced Venom. Like, keep going on those. So I was upset about that. So I'm going to rewatch all, all those pretty soon. And so I'd be down to, to watch those along with you. Nice. That, that'd, be, that'd be fun. Those games, those Spider-Man games, Miles Morales included. Uh, I actually went to Miles Morales first, then went back to the other Spider-Man. Yeah, I never fast travel. I think it might be the best traversing in any video game. I can't think of... Like, Red Dead's high, but I don't think it beats it. It beats it. Just because yeah. you try... Like, while you're swinging around, you, like, try to make things look as cool as possible. And the game lets you do that. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That looks cool. You accidentally hit this thing, but that looked neat when you did it. There were so many times where I'd be, like, approaching a bad guy. I'm like, I'm going to enter in a cool way. Like, I see, like, something happening on the ground or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to swing in and just, like, tackle this guy right off the bat midair. And then, like, you're just planning out how cool you're going to look. Um, and you're right in the fact that it's... Peter Parker is a lovable character, and that's the point of Spider-Man, is that how much you fall in love with Peter Parker, right? He's the normal kid in a superhero world that happens to have powers. And that game freaking nailed it. You just love Peter Parker, and his reactions, or his interactions with, with Doc Ock are heartbreaking, like, because you know how this goes. And you're like, Peter, don't get too close to him. Oh, no, I know I'm close to him. No! <laughs> it's so great. Uh, what a great pick. I'm so upset that's not on my list, man. That was good, good choice. Really good choice. Did you play the Miles Morales one yet? Oh, I think we no, talked about this. You did. No, I, 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 yeah, no, I have not. I, okay. it's on the PS4, isn't it? Uh, it, I think it is available on the PS4 now. Yeah. I, I should just suck it up because I'm, I'm not going to buy a PS5 for scalper pricing. So I, I should right. just suck it up and just get Miles Morales on the PS4. The PS5 will be available more now that they've changed some of the internal parts, of course, but uh, it, it's not as big as the first game because it's considered an expansion, but it feels like its own game. And then, I mean, you saw that trailer for oh, yeah. Spider-Man game, right? Oh, yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. If I, I mean, it, we might be able to play as Venom. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. That would be so freaking epic. That'd, oh, be, that'd be awesome. It's, it's funny that we talk so much about the traversal when we talk about the game because it's, it's the first thing that I bring right. up every time. Um, even when I was playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes, I just recently tried playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 within the last like six months. I didn't quite get into it as much, but I always made sure that I was playing as Spider-Man when I'm going through the open world just because I want to swing. And the web slinging in that game is obviously nowhere near as good as it is in the full blown Spider-Man game. But it just it kind of just brought me back to that place of I was visualizing swinging through New York City in that Spider-Man game, even in a completely different (laughs) game as Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a level up for it, guys. In our backlog, uh, we talked to another podcaster about it, so check it out, guys. If you guys can, don't get enough uh, Spider-Man. All right, how many more do you have on your list? I have one. Okay, I've got a couple, so I'll do two right now, and then we'll. So I'll go with Tiny Toons on the Game Boy. Uh, it was a four-level game that would probably take like I got to the point where I could beat the game in an hour, but it was a lot of fun to play. Classic side scroller, uh, based off the show Tiny Toons, of course. Um. Very good music on the Game Boy. It was on the Game Boy. It was very good music with that chiptune sound. Uh, they actually had like the second level, which was all in a haunted forest, was using Mozart 
a chiptune, and it was so good. Uh, it's a simple game. It's one of those day, back in the day when they used to make like real cheap and easy side scrollers for like Batman, for you know Looney Tunes or whatever. It was kind of like that, but I just really liked it. And what was cool is you got to play as three different characters, which all had a little bit of a perk. Like if you played as the rabbit, you were able to jump a little bit better, stuff like that. So uh, it was really fun. It was a blast. Really great soundtrack. Uh, next one I'll shout out is Toy Story, the Toy Story game for the Sega. You actually got to like race on the car. Uh, it it kind of retold the story, but because it was all through toys, everything was miniaturized and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. Really, really solid graphics for the time. And when Toy Story came out, because it was that first CGI movie, we couldn't get enough of it. So we got we played everything we could. We touched everything we could. It was Toy Story. The game was a lot of fun to play. And it was one of those where it's like I rented it. Uh, Mom, I'm gonna need to rent it one more time. All right, <laughs> I got it again. So that's how I played that one. I, I, while you were talking, I, I literally thought of another Simpsons game, and I don't know why it didn't cross my mind before because I played it so much as a kid. And it's not even necessarily a Simpsons game; it's just it's Krusty themed. Mm -hmm. I think it was called Krusty's Super Funhouse, and the entire point of the game it's a puzzle game where you got to move stuff in the environment around in order to get like mice to go through tubes and stuff to get to from a beginning point to an end point through a maze. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not just making this up. I want to look into it again. But Krusty's Super Fun House just came to my mind. I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. And I'm not just this sounds like a mushroom a dream. dream when you were like all mushrooms or something <laughs> like that. You're thinking of a yeah, that classic time as a kid when I was on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, crusty game. I'm looking it up while you bring up your next game. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I. Crusty's Funhouse. <laughs> it's not. It's not Crusty's Super Funhouse. Just Crusty's Funhouse. Oh, it is Super Funhouse actually. <laughs> I've got There's... such a decent memory. Guess what? Crusty's Super Funhouse was the sequel to Crusty's Funhouse. Oh. Yeah, on the okay. Super Nintendo. Okay. And there, it's got side scroller stuff too, but I guess there's a puzzle. It's mostly a side scroller actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's on the Game Boy as well, which is the fun house part, not the super fun house. Uh, but yeah, and on the Game Gear, dude, I play this on an emulator. By the <laughs> way, we do not endorse emulators. You guys should buy your own games, blah, 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 blah. But I might play this on an emulator. This looks good. <laughs> yeah, especially if games are no longer available. If the publisher decides they don't want to sell a digital version of it anymore, you should probably just emulate it. Yeah, it's made by Acclaim, <laughs> which, I mean, back in the day, if it was made by Acclaim, I played it. So that's a good sign. Cool. Nice. Uh, the last one that I wanted to talk about is I could have brought this up earlier, but I wanted to save my Star Trek one for last. It is right. Star Trek Bridge Commander. I Ooh, heard I heard you mention this uh, very, very slightly during one of the most recent Geek Freaks news episodes when you were talking about how good old games just brought. Oh, it was during your, your uh, Star Trek Day news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Bridge Commander was a very fun game. It was like, in my opinion, it's the most Star Trek of the Star Trek games because you're actually commanding the bridge and you're making decisions. And it's it's not just flying a ship and shooting stuff, but you're actually trying to you're trying to figure your way out of a situation. And you got to you have all the tools that a Starfleet captain has at their disposal at your disposal. It's more of a simu a Star Trek simulator than anything else. Yeah. It feels like a class at Starfleet that you have. To yeah, pass. yeah, exactly. That's a good one. I remember watching videos for it and just thinking like, because it didn't have a VR or was it VR option? 
Uh, that was Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, okay. It was a VR thing. Yeah. Okay. Bridge Commander was, uh, I think that was in the 90s when it was made. Yeah, too old for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, if you had like that, that old Game Boy VR thing or whatever, that big red oh, one. Oh, God, was. the Virtual Boy. Virtual. <laughs> yeah I, that does make me want to play bridge crew though and that did come out as a vr only game but i since then came out as uh vr optional we should try that sometime i think you and i and maybe jonathan or somebody think, else oh that'd be fun yeah like yeah. one of us is on tactical one of us is at the helm that's cool. yeah get the get the trek freaks guys on board <laughs> i think that's a great idea that's a good one uh what do you th- are there any other Star Trek games you've played and enjoyed? I mean, like, you, I know you played like Star Trek Online, but of those like eight that are coming out for good old games, uh, the I think Elite Force was yeah, that the first person shooter, yeah, it is. Um, that game I played a lot. I think that was based on a modified version of the Quake 3 engine, mm-hmm. and like- Quake 3 was one of my favorite first person shooters back then, and it's it always had such great uh modding tools mm-hmm. like map making stuff. Uh, anything related to Quake, so uh, the the Star Wars Jedi Academy Jedi Knight series yeah. that was all based on the same modified Quake Turok Three engine. Were two actually? I, I believe you're right. And then the Elite Force games were just. Uh, why am I thinking it was just set on Voyager? Was the there first one? Was on Voyager. The second one was was open. Okay, I, I think the Voyager one is the one that I played. It's the only one that I have any memories of, and it was the first time that I ever heard Tuvok yell at me and it felt great <laughs> i love that <laughs> i was just imagining tim russ today like hey we need to have you yell for a video game if you guys follow tim russ on on twitter he's mostly in a band now he's like a real chill like retired dad kind of thing oh yeah so to think like you gotta yell as a vulcan <laughs> for this video game <laughs> must have been out of this world man that's great uh, yeah so good old games is a reminder guys to bring back each of these games 10 bucks each good deal to revisit some of those classics i'm gonna pick up armada that one that one and the sequel are not out yet those are the rts so when those come out i'll play those uh all right my last one here i think we should have finished on yours but my last one here is spongebob battle for bikini bottom no uh, let's, let's really finish on fun- this one we're definitely finishing on this yeah. one <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I picked up this game because it was when I was working at uh, Toys R Us, which was a real hard thing for me, actually, because when I worked at Toys R Us, a lot of my job was to try to like pitch games for people who didn't know about video games, like you're coming in and buying a game for your grandson or whatever. I was going to help you out. And they had the tendency to be like, oh, he liked that movie Incredibles. Let me buy the Incredibles games. Like, hold up. Just because there's a movie about it doesn't mean it's going to be good. So a lot of these games that I was seeing, like when I was like trying to do research for this project, I was like, oh, man, wait, did I just try to sell that game or would I actually play it? I don't remember. But Bikini Bottom was one of the games that I bought because of the reviews while I worked there. And it's a lot of fun. Really great level design. Uh, there's a Game Boy version of it, too. That's a, it's a side-scroller that's even funner, I think. Uh, but I played it on, I think, PS2. Um, PS2, maybe PS3 or whatever. But it's, it's a blast to play. They actually just gave it a, a remaster, so you guys can play it again. It's, it's all redone now. And good voice acting. There's a new game that's, that's just announced from SpongeBob, guys, that I'm going to be picking up because, honestly, the SpongeBob team THQ, I think, is the one that like runs the show over there, but uh, really good. And it was just a lot of fun. It was kind of this mix of like platformer, parts were like shooter. It was one of those games, like most tie-ins, that was just like a little bit of everything to tell a story that would be fit in a Star or a SpongeBob world. And uh, it was a blast. Good voice acting too. Yeah. Is it the the voice actors from the TV show? I think it was all from the TV show. All the original actors from the TV show. Cool. Yeah. 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 I never. I'm hoping the watched... new one will too. 
I never watched much of SpongeBob uh, at all. Uh, hearing you talk, whenever you talk about a game that you really enjoyed, it, it, you you pretty much sell me on it almost immediately. I could tell it was definitely <laughs> your job at Toys R Us, but yeah, it, yeah. I do remember that the remaster came out to quite a bit of critical acclaim just a few years back, or somewhat yeah. recently. Uh, I might need to give that a shot. It came out in 2020, I think the the remaster. I still got. I want to play it as well. Yeah, just the game in general is just like one of those all around, just like fun games. Maybe 12 hours of play, but you have fun with it and you're done with it. And it's one of those 2012, so it should be on sale pretty soon. I love <laughs> to buy games on sale, which is not good for the industry, but I don't care. That's good for my wallet. Yep. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And the the I watched the show a lot because like I'm the oldest of three. So a lot of my taste, like when Blue's Clues, like for the whole Steve thing coming back, it hit me hard because I used to watch Blue's Clues with my brothers. Like it was always a little too young for me, but still. And so, yeah, so SpongeBob, I got into that. And uh, like SpongeBob, the show, there's a lot of jokes that are told for the adult that's sitting with the kid. The game had the same kind of feel to it, too, where you're like, gotcha. I got it, you know? And so that's fun. Nice. Well, that was, that was a lot more than I th thought we'd actually be able to get through. Like, man, that was a fun conversation. <laughs> right? I do yeah. want to know what uh, what listeners have in mind, what whatever they want to add to this discussion, whether it be about stuff we already talked about or your own favorites. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We're on. I'll let you uh, do all the, the, the social plugs. Links in the description, guys, <laughs> at this point. I, I should just <laughs> say that links in the description. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all we've got for you this time. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And. Once again, Frank, thank you very much for joining me. I really of appreciate course. talking to you, and it's always always a fun time when you're on board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. All right. We will catch you next time. Love you.